What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 77 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. I am super excited to uh, be able to do this podcast with you guys today. I know it's Friday. Happy Friday. My apologies. I know this is going to come out a little bit late, but I had some training to do this morning. So I wasn't able to get it out a little bit earlier, but it's all right. So today I'm going to be going over another part of the playoffs because it's getting closer and closer to the second round, which is super exciting. And also make sure you guys stay tuned because I'm going to have a special guest coming on in one of the next couple of podcasts. And I'm super excited to have her on. Um, I'm super close with her. So that might give you guys a little hint, but it'll be super exciting. So I hope everybody has had a great week. I know it's finally Friday. Everybody always looks forward to Friday. And so I know I'm looking forward to today because I'm getting closer and closer to a few things. Can't mention them yet again. Um, but yes, I also know that the WNBA season is starting very, very, very soon. Um, let's see. When does Oh, wait. Hang on. I want to make sure I get this correct. But as I see it... um. It starts on Saturday, which means tomorrow. Super excited for that. Uh, that might be preseason. I'm not sure. I have to. I have to double check it one more time. But all right, let's get to the playoffs. So I'll leave off on Wednesday because I always preview the days before. And so we had the Boston Celtics against the Brooklyn Nets. This has been like an outstanding uh, series so far, and I'm really excited because I know that. Uh, they're going to play again on Saturday, which will be a really good one. Um, and so this game was back and forth throughout the entire game. And somehow Boston ended up pulling it off again. So they led this series 2-0. And Boston won the game 114-107, which I'm kind of surprised. I know that Kevin Durant had 27 and B. Brown had 20, had, oh my gosh, had 23 points. I know he had a really good game. And then I know Kyrie didn't do as much as I was expecting him to. He only had 10 points, 8 rebounds, which is still all right. But considering that he had like 39 points the game before, um, I was expecting more from him for sure. And then you had Gordon Dragic, who's always, he's a great player that they have coming off the bench. Uh, he had 18 points. So he's always like the, the, he gets the energy started once he gets in the game. And then Seth Curry had 16 points along with four three-pointers. Then we move on to the Boston Celtics in which they had they had five they had seven players in double figures, but only eight players played. So that's pretty impressive. So I'll go ahead and go through all those, but Jalen Brown had 22 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. And then we had Jason Tatum with 19 points, 10 assists. So already a lot of assists. And then you had uh, Williams coming off the bench with 17.6 rebounds. Um, and then where do we go to? Then we go to Al Horford with 16 points. Daniel Thesis with 15. Marcus Smart with 12. And then Pritchard with 10. And so they had a lot of assists. They just played really well that game, especially everybody that played. Um, you know, uh, and then you also had the other player that played was Derek White. He ended up with three points, but he had a uh, he had a decent plus minus. I know Pritchard had the best out of everybody, which was plus fifteen. And for those of you who don't know what that means, so plus minus, you can always find it in ESPN. You'd have to click like the all stats button. You know, it's more towards the end. 
But basically, if it's minus whenever they were on the court, that's uh, the amount of points that when they were in that they got like uh, outscored by. So, for example, when um, when Marcus when Daniel Thesis was on the court, it he was minus seven. You know, some of it has to do with like the way he played, so that has a lot to do with it. But then that also means that, like, when he was in the game, he got outscored by, like, seven points, if that makes sense. And then if you were, like, Jason Tatum, who's plus 11, then you outscored him by 11 when you were in the game. So that's what it means overall. Okay, now we go on to the next series. We had the Philadelphia 76ers against the Toronto Raptors. This game was excellent. It was so close throughout the entire game. And... It actually ended up going into overtime, and I didn't see what made it go to overtime. I was actually in the middle of uh, some testing still, but, you know, uh, I did get to, I was able to watch the entire overtime, and I know that there was not very, there was very little amount of seconds. Let me see. I'm going to go to the play-by-play, um, and so overtime, let's see. I'm getting there, guys. One second. Okay, so what happened was the 76ers called a timeout with 2.6 seconds left on the clock, and it was a time. Ga- it was a tie game, 101 to 101, and there was like uh, I think there was like 0.8 seconds left on the shot clock, from what I see. 0.8 seconds left on the shot clock for the 76ers because. Uh, when Joel Embiid got a rebound, there was twenty four point three seconds, and obviously, I from what I see, they ran out the clock, and then they it looks like they might have tried to get something, and then they didn't get it, and then so then they called a timeout, and they hit, they ran this play for Joel Embiid for a three pointer, and he made it. Um, with <laughs> he made it within like one second. It was an insane catch and shoot, and he went crazy. And so, with that being said, that shot is what ended up leading them to win the game in the first overtime. So, they won 104 to 101. So, now I'll go on to the leading scorers. Obviously, Joel Embiid was the leading scorer because he's the one that shot the three. And he had 33 points and 13 rebounds. And then you had Tyrese Maxey with 19 points. He finally got himself into the starting lineup. Oh, wait, no, he's been in the starting lineup. Just kidding. And then you had James Harden with 19 points, 10 assists. Uh, Tobias Harris with 11 points, 12 rebounds. Danny Green with 9 points. Niang off the bench with 9 points. So everybody played a pretty excellent... Everybody played an excellent game, I should say. Uh, I believe if they would have limited to less turnovers, they had 22, then they would have won by a lot more. Um, excuse me, guys. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I had to sneeze. Uh, that was a weird sneeze. That's what happens when you're live on air. Some things happen sometimes. Um, and so then we go on to the Toronto Raptors. So OG Anunoby had 26 points. Um, Precious Achua had 20. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. in the starting lineup had 24 points. So almost four out of five players in the starting lineup played 45-plus minutes. That's a lot of minutes right there. I know um, it was the same for the 76ers. I just didn't mention it. But they played a lot of minutes. I know that the next game that everybody's going to be pretty tired because uh, that's a lot of minutes in the game. And so with all that being said, Philadelphia Philly leads the series 3-0. I see them sweeping the Raptors. 
the 76ers, they're going to win the next game to go ahead and move on. They are going to sweep them. And then going back to the Nets-Celtics, I'm going to say that Nets are going to win the next game because I don't see them losing three in a row. Um, but I do think Boston's going to win this series. I know most people are going to disagree a lot of people think that the Nets are going to win, um, but they're not looking too great right now. All right, so now we go on to the Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks series. So what the uh, the biggest thing in the playoffs, at least that I've also heard from Pop say, is that adjustments are huge every single game. So like one game, they could put up like 90 one One game, so like last game, Okay, hang on. Let me just go to the exact scores. And so the game before, the Bucks' uh, bowl score was 93-86. That means it was more of a defensive game. And then this game, the score was 114-110, in which the Bulls won. So now the series is tied 1-1. But it, you can just see like the adjustments that are being made. The first game was more defensive-minded. This game was more offensive-minded. So you, could, you guys can definitely like see the difference of adjustments that are made throughout each playoff game. And it's another thing that I will get to afterwards as well was um, the way that, like, the Warriors and the Nuggets played and how they made their adjustments, stuff like that. So there's a lot of adjustments that are being made in each playoff game. Give me one second, you guys. Okay, so like I was saying, there's a lot of adjustments made in each and every game. All right, so going on to the Chicago Bulls, they won this game 114-110, excellent game. So DeMar DeRozan went, like, crazy. He had 41 points. He barely missed when I was watching, especially in the fourth quarter. He came up clutch at the end, and then you also had people behind him, which this game was all about DeMar DeRozan. But every, there was a few players that also had an excellent game, such as Nikola Vucevic. He had 24 points, 13 rebounds. That helped him out a ton. Then you had Zach Levine, who had 20 points. And then nobody's talking about Williams. Although he only had 10 points, he also had 9 rebounds and 3 assists. His rebounding definitely helped him out. The bench didn't do a ton. I mean, there was, uh, there was how many points? Eight. There was a total of 10 bench points, not much at all. But they were able to crash the rebounds and, um, you know, DeMar DeRozan had 31 shots total, and then Vucevic had 18, so, and then, yeah, so then that was most of the shots gone right there, that's already, like, half, so, a lot of shots taken for Chicago, for the Milwaukee Bucks, I know every player in the starting lineup had over 11 points, if not 11, Um, and then there was only eight bench points scored, so, from what you guys have seen so far, uh, there is like barely any bench points scored. And even that, there's not many bench players that actually play either. Most of it is just the starting lineup unless they really trust the bench, uh, some of the bench players. And so I know that for the Bucks, Giannis had 33 points, 18 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 assist away from a triple-double. Brooke Lopez had 25, Chris Middleton had 18, which I thought I saw that he was hurt too, which is not good for the Milwaukee Bucks at all, which explains why he only had, which explains why he only played 33 minutes, but, um, although that sounds like a lot, it's not much for him, he usually plays the most amount of minutes, um, and then Drew Holiday had 15 points, Wesley Matthews had 11, so Milwaukee, what I think that they can do better going into the next game, um, because I do believe that 
They uh, they need to win this next game for sure if they're going to move on. They shot the three ball well. They had uh, it was thirty thirty nine percent from three. Their field goal percentage was what it was really good forty six percent. But I don't know. I feel like both teams played like a really good game. Um, but I think it just comes down to decision making, uh, better decision making. I know that uh, I think that they need Drew Holiday to step up a little bit more. I know he's a great defender, but he was six from sixteen from field goals, and so although he had fifteen points, I do think that if he would have made like at least three more shots to go nine of sixteen, that would have put him in the twenties, which leads to Milwaukee to leading the game, winning the game. So I do think that they need more from Drew Holiday and then more defensive-minded stuff. They need to guard DeMar DeRozan a little bit better, which no doubt there's going to be adjustments made with it in the next game. All right, so then we go on to Thursday's games, which these are like some of the best series, no doubt about it. So we go to the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves. So Memphis now leads the series 2-1 to one because they won this game. Uh, they won 104-95, to 95. wasn't even close towards the end. It was close throughout the entire game. I know that there was a meme going around because I don't remember the exact score, but I think it was like 51-24 to like 24 from what I remember. And Kat said something, Kat meaning Carl Anthony Towns, um, meaning that like he said that we're in Minnesota now because in, when they were in Memphis, like everybody was going crazy there, you know, going against Minnesota. I was I was going to say mini, <laughs> uh, going against Minnesota. And then after he said that, then Memphis went on a, on, a, on a huge run to where it was like 51-48 at halftime from what I remember. I don't know if that's the exact numbers, but from what I remember, that is. And so uh, it's funny because then Minnesota ended up losing the game. But Minnesota was up big in the first quarter and even in the second half. And then Memphis went on a huge run to go ahead and bring it back. And in the second half, they were just lights out. Um, and so going on, to, going past that, John Morant had a triple-double. He had 16 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Had an excellent game. Desmond Bain had 26. Brandon Clark had 20 coming off the bench. T. Jones had 11 coming off the bench. And then Dylan Brooks had 11 in the starting lineup. So they definitely had a lot of points overall. They rebounded the ball really well. Uh, they Let me check their turnover ratio because, you know, I'm always big on the turnovers. They only had 18, so they played really good. And then they had some good defense. They had a total of nine blocks overall. Pretty impressive. John Morant had three blocks as a point guard. That's impressive right there. I think that, you know, they have – Tillman as a center and then Jaron Jackson Jr. is like a power forward but like if they were to have like a true center like I'm not saying that they should have this because then it'd be completely different but then if they had somebody like Giannis or Jokic as like a center there man that team would be unstoppable they're pretty unstoppable now with John Morant he's a lengthy point guard but even then with like a true center um yeah forgot what I was going to say after that um and then we go on to Minnesota so let's see let's see let's see okay so D'Angelo Russell had 22 points eight rebounds five assists wait no 22 points five rebounds eight assists got my numbers mixed up there Anthony Edwards had 19.7 rebounds Vanderbilt had 10 points 13 rebounds excuse me guys again uh 
Patrick Beverly had 14 points, and then Beasley had 11. So then you guys are wondering, where's Cat? Where's Carl Anthony Towns? He only had eight points. They need so much more from him, which is exactly why they lost the game, because Carl Anthony Towns, like, he only, he only shot four field goals overall. And he was three for four. And they just need him to do more. They So I don't know if it's Cat overall, because I haven't watched much of this series, um, I don't know if it's Carl Anthony Towns overall or if the Timberwolves guards just aren't feeding him the ball, but they need to get him the ball more because when he's scoring the ball, then everybody else is scoring the ball because then he's a really good passer as well. He's very, he's a smart player. He's able to recognize like when defense closes in on him to open shooters. So they need to get him the ball more in the post. Um, when they do, I feel like they'll be play, they'll play a lot better. Um, so, yeah, I do think this series, Memphis is up 2-1. Minnesota will win the next game. Memphis will win the series overall. But you guys heard it here first, uh, back a few uh, a few episodes ago, I said that they were going to, that this was going to go seven games. And I still don't change my mind. This is going to go seven games easily. <clears throat> now, we are moving on to one of the best series of all. The Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. Not many people are watching this series, I feel like. It's like one of the least talked about series. But Dallas is now leading the series 2-1. to one. Um, Let's see. All right, so I know that for Dallas, they won this game 126-118, to 118, and Luka Doncic still didn't play. And it's pretty impressive what Dallas is doing right now without Luka, which, you know... Without Luka, I mean, he's their star player. One of the best players overall. And just impressive that Maverick, the Mavericks are able to do this without Luka so far. So when Luka comes back, I'm excited to see how this team does. But again, the Dallas won 126-118. to 118. Everybody, they, had, they played some really good basketball, that's for sure. So they had Jalen Brunson, leading scorer, 31 points. Then you go on to Spencer Dinwiddie with 20 points. And then he had six assists, five rebounds. He played a great game overall. I love watching Spencer Dinwiddie play. He's such a good player. Unfortunately, he's been traded so many times. I'm not sure why. He's like such an underrated player, in my opinion. Uh, but then going on, and then we had Maxi Kleber and, Dale- and David Burtons coming off the bench. So Kleber had 17 points, and then Burtons had 15 points. And then you also had Green coming off the bench, who had 12 points. So they had a lot of bench points. And then you had Finney Smith uh, with 14 points, 8 rebounds, and then Reggie Bullock with 12 points, 6 rebounds in the starting lineup. So their bench is what got the job done for sure. They had, let me see if I could do this math real quick. They had 20, 35, 30, 47. They had 49 bench points. That's pretty impressive for the bench. That's easily what got them the win right there. Then moving on to the Utah Jazz, we had Donovan Mitchell with 32 points, Rudy Gobert with 15.7 rebounds, Nemo rebounds, rebounding, so, oh no, the rebounding was very even, it was 32-32, never mind, um, and then, okay, sorry guys, I was still looking at the turnover ratio as well, but both are very low, um, and then Bogdanovich had 24 points, 6 rebounds, I said, okay, and then Mike Conley also, Mike Conley had 21 points. Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench had 14. 
They need more from Royce O'Neal. They need him to shoot the ball. He didn't shoot the ball one time. He just had two free throws, and he made them both. But Royce O'Neal, he needs to shoot the ball because he's a strong three-point shooter. He didn't shoot a single field goal. They need more from him. And then more rebounding as well. Mike Conley did a better job this game. And then a few more bench points as well. They had uh, 24 bench points from what I see. So a few more bench bench points right there. Both teams played a pretty good game. Not much to say about that. Uh, I'm still going to take Jazz to win the series, though. I still think that they will. I can see this game going seven, seven games now as well, also. Okay, now we're moving on to the Golden State Warriors. Oh, I clicked on the wrong team. <laughs> Golden State Warriors, Denver Nuggets series. Golden State now leads this series 3-0. and And so they're going to sweep the Nuggets. No team. So this fact came up on this NBA game yesterday. No team who trailed 0-3 has ever came back to win the series overall. They're 0-143, if that makes sense to you guys. So basically what they're saying is if a team's up 3-0, they're going to go ahead and sweep them. That's what's being said. So uh, the Warriors played an excellent game along with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Golden State won won 118-113. And I just have to say Jordan Poole is insane. He is such an exciting player to watch. Most He's going to be a superstar for sure. He is right now, but he's going to continue to be a superstar. So, with points overall, we had Jordan Poole, uh, 27 points. Then we, <clears throat> then we have Stephen Curry coming off the bench with 27 points, 6 assists. Clay Thompson with 26. And then Gary Payton with 11. And then Andrew Wiggins with 9. So, they do need a little bit more from Andrew Wiggins. Um, Jay, Draymond's doing what he always does. Um, you know, the Splash Brothers are insane. They are what leading this team. They do need some more points off the bench, especially from Bajelica. He's a strong three-point shooter, so they need him to shoot some more uh, from outside. And then Otto Porter Jr., I know he had six points, three re- rebounds, three assists. This team, I feel like they're, like, all around. They have really good ball movement, which makes sense. They always have a decent amount of assists. They had 29 assists this game. Um, and so they always have a lot of assists, which makes sense. But... Still, just a few more points overall from some of the more underrated players. And, you know, I can see the this this team going all the way for sure. Then we move on to the Denver Nuggets, who played an excellent game. Jokic had 37 points, 18 rebounds. Then we had Aaron Gordon with 18 points, 12 rebounds. Will Barton with 13 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. M- Morris with 10 points, 6 assists. And then you had a ton of bench points overall, everybody. Almost everybody that came off the bench scored five or more points. So, you know, they played an excellent game. They need to probably, um, I'm not really sure. I would I would say that they need to shoot the three ball a little bit better. So they shot it 42%, which is still very impressive. But compared to the Warriors, 45% need to shoot it a little bit better and shoot more threes overall as well. But, you know, I think Will Barr needs to be a little bit more aggressive. When he did drive, he did create his own space. So I feel like if he's a little bit more aggressive as one of the point guards sometimes bringing the ball up the court, then I feel like it would benefit him and the team overall as well. So, and then I see the, I already said it, the Warriors sweeping him. Then we got some good games tonight. 
Um, we got the Heat Hawks, Miami Heat, the Atlanta Hawks. We got the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls. And then we also have the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. So some great games going on. Yes, not much more to say than that. Really excited to watch some basketball tonight. I know I've been playing basketball all week long, not just playing, but training, getting better every day, always need to. I appreciate everybody tuning in here, and again, once we get to episode 100, which we're getting there, we're getting closer each and every day, then I'm going to have something special for you guys, so make sure you stay tuned for that. I appreciate everybody who's following my my journey, and as well as my sisters also. I know that we've had some pretty cool things going on, so make sure you guys all stay tuned for that. But thank you guys all for tuning in, and I will see you guys all next week. I hope everybody has a great weekend, especially watching the playoffs. So thank you guys all for tuning in, and that wraps up episode 77 of the Daughter and Pops podcast.